You're listening to the Unsigned Chat Podcast. Hello and a very warm welcome to episode 60 of the Unsigned Chat Podcast with me, your host, Matt. How are you all doing? It's another week. It's another episode. Can you believe we're at episode 60 already? It's gone so quick. A big thank you for all your positive messages about the podcast. It means the world to me. To all the regular listeners, a big thank you for tuning in every week. And if you're new here, a very warm welcome. Please do go and check out all our previous episodes. So it's another week. We have another episode. We have another exciting guest. So let's jump straight into it. This week I'm joined by another great singer-songwriter, Amy Allard. So Amy, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, really good, thank you. Good, good. So for people that don't know you, Amy, do you want to just introduce yourself and give a bit of a background to you? Yeah, sure. Uh, Hi everyone, my name's Amy Allard. I'm a singer-songwriter from Ipswich. I write, hopefully, meaningful and emotive pop songs that you can sing along to, and I hope that you can relate to them as well, and with an emphasis on kind of narrative, storytelling, and yeah, like having really, um, I think the lyrics, it's really important to me that the lyrics mean something, and so yeah, and I started um writing my own songs and playing music at the beginning of last year so it's all quite new to me still but I've met so many wonderful people and it's been it's been amazing it's definitely helped me to grow in confidence as well because I was I'm quite a shy person but doing this music it's been it's been an amazing journey and I'm so excited to see to see where it leads so you've only been doing this since last year yeah yeah I'd always wanted to do to do it but I just was too shy and I just felt like I wasn't good enough or I was just too scared to sing in front of anyone so obviously <laughs> that's slightly problematic but yeah just a little bit yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'd always loved always loved the idea of music but so what changed then what made you go from the, this shy person into somebody who sort of stepped out of their comfort zone if you like to start writing songs and performing what, what was that moment I think like because I'd always loved loved music and it always been my childhood dream um to to be a singer and then I discovered Taylor Swift when I was like 12 and that just yeah Taylor Swift was my idol and I I feel like I'd, I always wanted to be like her and and I guess um, I don't know I I sort of I felt like I just pursued like other things. I just felt like I didn't have the confidence to be a singer and then I wasn't good enough. And I was just too afraid to try really. And then I guess I sort of last year, I just felt like I knew that if I didn't try, I would regret it. And it was, it was tough at first. I mean, I still struggle sometimes with my fear of, of singing in front of people and stuff not so much in public like as a performance but if I'm writing songs at home or and if my family are around or I get a bit like I still I still struggle sometimes but um I don't know I guess I just had this I just knew that if I didn't try I would regret it and that sort of outweighed the fear of of doing it and it sort of overcame the shyness and I managed to kind of 
I liked I bought a load of like inspirational books and read biographies and stuff about facing your fears and and all sort of stuff like that and that really helped me and I think it managed to encourage me to pursue my dreams and yeah. So what book would you recommend then for people that feel the same way? The book would I recommend? Mm. I've got so many books. <laughs> um, I love um, uh, the Karen Brady's bio autobiography. It's called Strong Woman. Um, she's from okay. the she's from The Apprentice. I don't I don't yeah, know yeah. that, but um, I just found that so empowering. I mean, it's not really it's not to do with music, but um, she's just so assured of herself and her confidence I just found it really inspiring she's such a hard worker and I just yeah I loved reading that book I also have um the magic of thinking big that's that's quite an old yeah. one yeah, but yeah. I love I love that one too and I'm reading seven habits of highly successful people at the moment which I'm enjoying as well oh um, by Stephen Covey yes yeah yes yeah yeah, yeah so there's a there's a few I'm trying to think if there's any others. Um, there's loads. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's a book by Lady. Um, uh, I can't think, but it's red and it's got like face something like the only way to face your fears is to do them. It's something like that. So I'm I'm reading that one at the moment, which is really good because that specifically targets like facing your fears. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, um, that's really interesting. Yeah. Probably... I think there's so many good books, isn't there? To kind of help people overcome their sort of shyness and yeah anxiety yeah. yeah definitely there's a lot of stuff out there and if you just go on amazon or something you just type in books to help you overcome shyness or uh facial fears or whatever and it will you can like obviously do like best the best seller ones or the best rated ones and you can see what other people are enjoying and reading and also on like websites like goodreads and just on the internet as well and that's where i got most of mine from i just went on like top 10 books to boost your confidence and and just picked like the ones that were at the top one two three and just started with those ones so yeah there's lots of blog posts and articles about stuff like that but it's it really helped me to sort of boost my confidence and be able to actually go and perform because fast forward a couple of years ago I would never ever have been able to do it never but yeah it's been really it's been really really fun I'm so enjoying it so how many songs have you written at the moment then have you got a few behind you now or... oh <laughs> that's a good question I've probably written about 40 finished songs and 40 yeah wow and... that's good Oh, thank you. And I've got so many, I don't know if any other songwriters out there can relate, but I've got so many songs that are just unfinished. I might have just the lyrics and no music. I might have the smidge of a musical idea, but I don't have a verse to go with it. Or just so many. I mean, I tend to write too much when I write lyrics and just reams and reams, pages, documents all on my Mac. I'm like, oh no, will these songs ever get finished? But I tend to start start a lot and don't finish them. But that is what I'm trying to finish them before jumping onto a new idea. Because I tend to, I write something, I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then the next day, I have another idea. I'm like, oh, that's cool too. So instead of finishing <laughs> that one, I am sort of cherry picking and, and not finishing stuff. <laughs> but that was the New Year's resolution. It's, it's, mm, it's not going too well because I tend <laughs> to keep jumping around. But 
<laughs> but I am finishing songs, which is good. And yeah, anyone else out there who struggles with that, I totally feel you. Like I can definitely relate. Um, yeah, it's it's tough, but but enjoyable, I guess. I guess that's what it's like, like being a songwriter, and and you have to write a lot of stuff, and you have to write a lot of bad stuff to get to the good bits. So where do you get where do you get your inspiration from then for your songwriting? I mean, is it life experiences, things you see, things you hear? Where does your inspiration come from for your songs? Yeah, it's a mixture of things really. It's um sometimes it's my own life experiences and things I've been through. Sometimes it's things that my friends or family or people close to me have been to been through. Sometimes it's things I read. Um, I love reading, as you probably know. Um, also in films as well and just media and TV. Like you can, you know, anything, something that inspires you on there or a relationship between two people or, or, or something like that. And also other songs as well. Like you might have an idea. Um, I'm not sure, maybe like Lewis Capaldi someone you loved or something and that's his mm. you, listen, you like that song and then you think oh what if I rewrote it and wrote my own song but wrote it from the other person's perspective and then you've got a completely different song but his song gave you the idea or what was she feeling you know and you could sort of get ideas from other songs too and also poetry yeah. as well poetry I really I like poetry and because it sort of is similar similar to songs and music and the way that the words and this the sort of rhythm of it so yeah to i guess to pick a um something to write a song about you could um read a poem and then write about the theme that's the thing it's quite interesting because a lot of people that i speak to seem to say that they're into poetry and kind of there's a bit of a transition between one and the other yeah so yeah. it seems to be like a bit of a common theme that's uh, cropping up. Yeah, definitely. I, I guess because poems are quite short normally. And I mean, I guess most poems are shorter than songs, but it def there's definitely a lyrical feel to poetry that you don't get in normal writing. Just there's definitely that kind of the way the words are phrased. There's a lyricalness to them. And also there's obviously a rhythm to the lines, which is similar to like the melodies of songs and the music of songs. So I guess that's where the similarities and also the creative writing as well. Like you can use your similes, your metaphors, imagery, all sort of stuff like that. You can you can add that into your songs and you can also add that into your poetry. I think, yeah, I think I guess how I look at it is a song is basically I mean, sometimes I do start off with writing a poem and then I turn it into a song. So you could, you could, I think songs are just more conversational, I think. Um, so maybe a bit less of the, of the imagery. Um, still like good songs have amazing imagery and, but maybe just a bit more conversational as, as you would speak to a person. And um, yeah, I think it's quite, and also a bit longer as well. And I think, I think it's quite similar to a poem. And obviously you mentioned you're a fan of Taylor Swift. So the big question is, did you get tickets? Yes, I did manage to get <laughs> tickets, thank God. It was a bit of a nightmare. I don't know if anyone else out there um, it was trying to get tickets as well. But it, yeah, it was tough. I managed to get them on the pre-sale on the third the third day. It was the, there were six chances on the pre-sale and I got them on the fifth. But I was panicking by that day. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, oh, thank God. 
So but, which venue did you did you get then? Uh, Wembley Stadium. Wembley. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't oh. wait. I'm so excited. Yeah, this uh, seems to be quite a big uh, thing, doesn't it? With a concert coming up at a big tours. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I know there were so many people trying to get tickets. The demand was crazy because I think on Ticketmaster they did a instead of like you couldn't even ha access the general sale. You had to be sent a code and put on a mm -hmm. waiting list. But um, yeah, I know a friend that was trying to get. She hadn't pre-bought the album, so she couldn't go in the pre-sale, and then she had to wait for the general sale and ended up being put on the waiting list and not receiving a code and therefore not even able to try and buy tickets which i guess is oh. such huge demand that i mean it's amazing like taylor you know that she's changed that many people's lives and she's got such an influence that that many people want to go and see her i mean i think she's extraordinary but it's just testament to the power of music and how all of these millions of people have connected with her and her songs and they want to go go and see her and yeah it's amazing I was reading the other week that for each night that she's on tour, she actually earns $13 million. Obviously, she's got yeah. the tour cost to come out of that. But I mean, even so, let's say the tour cost $10 million. She's still made $3 million. <laughs> I know. It's madness, isn't it? Madness how much money. Yeah, it's guessed. But popular she is <laughs> but uh, i did see on social media that there was a lot of people obviously couldn't get tickets to yeah. her american shows yes but they were actually outside the venue or singing the songs oh my goodness oh that's it was, so it was, sweet. It was thousands of people like stood outside these stadiums obviously couldn't get tickets oh that's yeah. so sad isn't it i can just see that image in my head oh but uh, yeah, I mean, she's she's done well for herself though. And I think what was yeah. clever, obviously, she had all that hoo ha hoo with her songs previously. Yes. But now she's releasing them again, but under Taylor's version. Yeah, yeah, she's reclaiming back ownership of her work because they're her songs, and and she's she every time she re-releases them with the Taylor's version, like she owns them instead of instead of the yeah. Other yeah so it's i mean i think there are quite a few artists out there that were in the same boat and i think taylor has inspired other artists to re-record and re-release because it had been done before by people i think but i don't know don't think it had been too successful but obviously all the fans have got behind her and she's made a success of of all her re-releases they've done amazing and you're going to number one and stuff, and I think that's that's testament to Taylor and and her fans and how she's managed to foster that that loyalty and that fan base that 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 we crave. Like as artists, that's that's what you want, isn't it? It's, but yeah, it's she's amazing. I love Taylor Swift. <laughs> so are you are you just doing the one date? Yes. Yeah, if you yeah. only got just one ticket for the date. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm going with my with my brother, but yeah, we're just going once. I think there are some people going about four times, which I don't agree with because there are so many fans out there that didn't get tickets, and you're going like four times and you bought eight tickets and whatever. But yeah, not sure. I don't agree with that. But there we go. 
I know people that obviously couldn't get tickets here. Some of them have been getting them for her European leg of the tour so yes. they could see her in Europe instead. Like, yes. Fair play to you. Yeah, I mean, that is devotion, isn't it? That Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, that's that. I did contemplate doing that if I didn't get tickets in um, in London or, or obviously going to the other... Um, the other cities to have a friend who um who lives in because i'm in suffolk and she's in suffolk and um she uh was trying to get tickets for the for london because it's our nearest one and um she couldn't get them and she panicked and um ended up getting them in edinburgh but she, i mean she's over the moon and i'm so happy that she got them but i guess it is testament the swifties are willing to travel you know it doesn't matter where where where, where they are they're gonna see taylor you know but yeah she'll have an amazing time in edinburgh i've always wanted to go there but um but yeah so i'm sure I'm sure that'll be it, brilliant <laughs> it'll, it'll be a sad day for music when she retires yeah yeah no i can't i can't even imagine that you know Just, the fact that, yeah, no, I can't <laughs> think about that. <laughs> oh dear, no. So, no. so what's your, what's your plan for your music this year? Then, so obviously, you're still new to the music scene. So, what's your plan, your goals, what you're wanting to do for this year? Yeah, well, I'm releasing my very first single tomorrow, which I'm so so excited about. It's called Goodbye. Um, and then after that one, I am hoping to release another song in August. So one a month for a while, probably about six months, then put together an EP and um, with some of the singles and some new songs and um, yeah, release that and hopefully just bring people along like on this journey with me because I'm having so much fun and everyone has been so, so nice and supportive and it will be amazing to to connect with as many people as possible and hopefully help them through my songs like that is the dream that's why I write these songs and and you go through this stuff and and it's hard and then you think you might think you're the only one or you know and I know how Taylor helped me and her music helped me feel less alone and in how I was feeling and and to be able to do that for other people I think that was the thing that inspired me to do to do the music as well and it would just be amazing and to yeah to bring as many people along as possible and, and to connect it's it's so exciting it's yeah wonderful so you're going to release goodbye and then you're going to do one single a month for six months that's a lot of releases yeah yeah, yeah. I've, I mean I've got lots of songs that that's what I find sad too like having lots of songs that never see the light of day and it's yeah. like it takes a long time to record a song and to get a song ready to record and then to record it and obviously the money that you pay to record it and it's a, it's a long process you have to love the song that you are going to record because you will be put hundreds of hours will go into into it and um yeah so it has to be one that you love and I feel sad for all the other songs that, that don't see the light of day I sometimes think that you know if people have got like one, two, three, four songs or five songs, or whatever, it doesn't fully tell the whole story of how hard they work and, and all, this, all the rubbish songs and all the good songs that they had to write to get to that point. Like they might have one song out there, but they've got all of these others that are just lying dormant. And I just find that really sad, you know? I guess I'd love to... Then the thing is, it does take so long to, to get one ready to record. So you sort of... You have to decide, but I guess... 
I don't know. I like the idea maybe of doing ones that weren't quite as polished, well, more acoustic-y instead of adding all the production and um, and just getting more out there, like on SoundCloud. And I think that's what Lewis Capaldi did. And, and just, I think he uploaded iPhone recordings. And um, yeah, just getting getting more more stuff instead of, I mean, I'm a perfectionist and, and it, it takes me a while to do, to, to record my songs. And, and I wonder if maybe be less of a perfectionist and just get more songs out there is probably probably the way to go but yeah I'm releasing goodbye first and it's one of the first songs that I wrote actually probably at the, at the start of last year and it's all about um kind of after I went through a difficult time and it's all about kind of letting go and moving on and learning to be kind to yourself as well I hope that that is what the listeners can take from that song to be kind to yourself and because I don't know about any of you guys out there but I really struggle with that I'm very hard on myself and I I don't know why I do it I don't know why I beat myself up and give myself such a tough time I mean yeah I, I don't I don't know why but um I hope that they can take that from the song and the song helps them feel less alone and and that they will be okay to give hope to them as well that's what I really would love people to to take from the song but it's it this one's a really special song and and I hope that it connects with people and they like it so how are you feeling about your release coming up then yeah I'm I'm so excited it's tomorrow <laughs> counting down the counting down the hours and the minutes and the seconds um yeah I I can't wait I'm so excited as I say I never ever ever in a million years none of my family did either or friends they thought that I would have like a song out like it's just so weird just to be on Spotify and to Apple Music and <laughs> it's just a dream come true I can't believe I'm actually releasing the song like I'll have a proper Spotify profile tomorrow and it's amazing I'm so excited and I'm really I'm nervous too though because like I said I haven't done this before and and you don't know what people's reception is going to be you don't know if people can listen you don't think they like it and I guess there's always that that bit of nervousness of I'm not knowing what people will think and but because you want everyone to like it and you want everyone to connect with it so I guess there's there's that and, and I don't quite know exactly how it works and what's going to happen but I mean the process leading up to it I've been trying to um trying to you know promote it and make some funny videos and stuff on the socials and and do some other stuff and and hopefully um get people pre-saving and and all sort of stuff like that but I hope I'm doing things right and like I said I've still got still got a lot to learn but but I'm really enjoying it and I guess the hard work doesn't stop after as well because I mean, I've got lots more videos to post about it and and other things and funny stories and I guess I think after that you like approach playlists and stuff to get on Spotify playlists and messaging like bloggers and and all sorts of other people radio stations and and I guess even after the song's released it's like not just, oh, phew, it's done. No, like, it needs to carry on afterwards to keep as many people hearing that song as possible because, yeah, I ju- I just, it's just a dream to, to connect with to connect with people through music and to help them through music as well. That's what's so important to me about, about the music. What's it been like to go from writing the song to then going into the studio recording the song to then seeing it all the way through to its final product 
very strange but but wonderful it's I mean I, I wrote it at the start of last year so it was an early one and it sort of sat about for a while before it got recorded um yeah I, I don't know why I decided to record this one I guess well I, I do it was because um this song means a lot to me and it's really personal and it's it's very honest and it, this one's about me and and I just felt like this is what I wanted my first sort of uh, this this is who I am and I, I wanted this to be the first one out there and to be able to to go from sitting in my music room pouring all of those hours and hours into it and fussing over which notes to sing and oh do a high note here do a low note here and and crafting the melody and changing the lyrics a hundred times and then go into the studio and then to change it all again when you get in the studio <laughs> actually yeah this song was very long it was approaching five minutes and I um I managed to cut it down like just before recording it because it felt like we felt like it was too long um so yeah it's now three minutes 21 which is a really big achievement for me but yeah so changing it changing it when recording and it's so exciting as well and, and I think I think as I'm a perfectionist it was I was nervous about I wanted it I had this vision in my head and I, I knew what I wanted it to be like and I was just hopeful that we could that we could carry out with it but but the producer that I've worked with Black Cactus in Essex he was he was great and he really helped helped me bring my vision to life and and then to have it released as well it, it's crazy because that's the thing I find crazy as well you have this little seed of an idea that then can turn into this song that's on Spotify that can sort of that can help people I know it sounds cliche like not change their life but it it can help and it can mean something to people and all that was was the spark of an idea that was like oh maybe I could write a song about this like it didn't exist beforehand before you sat down and put the work in there was nothing there and and then to have to go from having nothing to having a song that's on Spotify and hopefully people uh, connecting with and like you know at the Taylor Swift concerts everyone knows the words everyone is just screaming them back to her and and that these words they I mean I know they mean something to me you treasure these words and like your low moments or when you're feeling happy you just I just clutch her words like it just I, I don't know it just has an effect on on me and I know that other people feel that way too and and to go from having nothing to having that, I mean, I'm, I don't think I'm going to have that, but um, yeah, that, that ability to to help people through music. But sorry, I've just realised I've waffled on for ages. <laughs> no, 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 not at all, not at all. <laughs> so how has the song changed then from when you wrote it to obviously its final product? How has it changed? Well, it was it was longer, so it was like five minutes and we had a section because it gets it's quite um it starts off like more kind of vulnerable and the lyrics are very vulnerable and the music is quite stripped back so it's just piano and guitar and I wanted that because I wanted it to reflect the like kind of rawness of the of the vocals and the lyrics because it's very it's very personal and I, I didn't want to distract from that and then in, in the chorus it really starts to get going and then in the bridge um as well like with backing vocals harmonies high notes and this kind of soaring feeling and I wanted to take the listeners on this journey to go start from you know they start beating themselves up and then this process of letting go and the and the sort of climax comes with the feeling of release and the not blaming yourself anymore and, and being like it's not my fault you know and it's like it's over that moment of realization and then sort of come coming back down again to end the song more softer and I really wanted that arc to have 
to represent the kind of um, emotional roller coaster of the listener. And we did have, we had the big peak in the bridge, in the chorus on the bridge. And then I brought it back down again. And then it came, then it's peaked again. But we felt like it didn't need to peak again because it had already had such a peak in the bridge. I just added some more lyrics in. It was basically repetition of the chorus lyrics, slightly different. And I just sort of belted them a bit and, and just um, sung that a bit. And it had another peak and we felt like we'd already brought it down to its resolution. So why are we going back up again and raising the energy? Because then we're going to have to bring the energy back down again. So it just felt a bit long. And I also felt like the words that I'd used... Um, I'd already used those words in the song, so I wasn't really telling the listener anything new. So I felt like I was just putting it in there for the sake of it, really. I mean, looking back at the time, I thought I mean, it was still it was still it was still right. Like I think my dad really liked that section of the song. He was like, "Oh, because it gets it got quite passionate," but he really liked it. But we just felt like it wasn't saying anything new, and and I know nowadays the the songs it's all about trying to get them as short as possible as as bad as that is but I mean if people see like a four and a half five minute song they're probably not going to want to listen because just it's tough because you've got so much to say but it feels like you only have like three minutes to three and a half minutes and I don't know if any other songwriters can can relate but it does feel like there's a lot of pressure to keep your songs as short as possible I mean I don't really agree with it but I guess you, you don't want the song to overstay its welcome you just you want people to think oh that was good I want to listen to that again rather than going on and on and on and on and I know I always always write too much just just generally so so I know that I probably do tend to do that in my songs too so better to keep it shorter and I guess that's how the song that's how the song changed and we also added loads of backing vocals and, and high notes and stuff which I couldn't add as I was just writing it of just, you know, in, on my piano. Obviously, I couldn't do that because I was singing the, the lead line and I couldn't sing the back. I did practice the backing vocals. I got, I played the song, just recorded a voice memo on my phone and um, played the song uh, on a speaker and then just went along um, trying to figure out the backing vocals. I'm doing that now for uh, a different song. And goodness me, I think doing, trying to figure out the backing vocals is taking longer than writing the actual song. <laughs> <laughs> I like to add a lot of backing vocals in and and, and yes, it, it does get overwhelming. And, and But yeah, but fun, really, really fun to, I, I, I do get, I get a bit stressed sometimes with, with stuff, but then you have to take a step back and, and I know, I guess it, goes back to you just want your songs to be perfect like they mean so much to you and you want it you have this vision in your head and then and you just want it to be like that so it's all with good intentions and then take a step back and be like hang on we're making music we're writing songs this is so fun this is amazing you know don't don't stress don't stress so much so I don't know if other people can relate but that is definitely something that I'm trying to do just to, to chill out a bit more about the whole the whole thing because you know, you shouldn't be stressing about it. It's it's an amazing thing to be able to write music. So just enjoy it and chill it's meant, out. It's yeah. meant to be fun, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. It's so much fun, but it can get a bit... I, I mean, it's probably just me as a person, but I, <laughs> I get stressed. <laughs> I get stressed out because I want it to be perfect, you know. But yeah, I, I do need to... I need to chill out a bit more, and with it a bit more and, and stop worrying about it being 100%, you know, just... Good enough, good enough is what I'm going for instead of 
it's a little perfect and then then I might be somewhere I am fussy though I, I, I mean I'm grateful to my producer for for putting up with me <laughs> well, how, how, how did how did he cope <laughs> he's, well he says, I said to him yesterday I said oh sorry if, um because I wanted to like we were adding in these vocals and he was like I think there's a bit too much going on and I was like oh okay so we took it home to have a listen and um I'm gonna let him know what I think and and I said to him I'm sorry if I'm a pain and he was like you're not a pain you're not a pain so I don't think hopefully I'm not too bad I just I just want it to be right and I don't know if other people can relate to that but I guess that's right I guess that's for everything not just music like but but yeah, it's it, honestly, it's so much fun. And to go to a recording studio and record music, like that's the sort of thing you hear about in movies, isn't it? And like, it's so, you see it on TV and it's so cool. And to actually, to actually go and do that. And oh, I'm just going down to the studio, you know, like, it's so surreal. But, and you're like, when you take a step back, you're like, OMG, I, I can't believe I'm saying that, you know, I'm going to a music studio to record a song. How extraordinary is that? It, it's, it's amazing. Everything about this music is so so exciting and I'm so grateful that I get to meet all of these people in the music world and and all of the wonderful people that I've met it's just it's yeah it's really changed changed my life and how are you finding obviously wearing all these different hats in respect of like being the songwriter promoting the music trying to book gigs yeah how, how are you finding all that and how do you cope with it all um I'm enjoying it. I enjoy I enjoy all of it, but I I do struggle sometimes with the overwhelm of it and the trying to like you say drug, juggle so many hats. And my favorite part of the whole thing is songwriting. And I think the part I struggle with is the social media side of things. I don't know if other musicians can relate to, but um I struggle with with that and the the need to constantly be putting out content and then what do you put out and trying to engage people, but the, and the consistency as well you've got to be consistent and there's all these things with the algorithms and I think it's tough because it's like you're a musician and a songwriter and a performer you're not, you're not a marketing expert because that's what you do on social media you're marketing yourself and your music and it's I, I have enjoyed exploring the marketing side of things because I, I like business and stuff and I, I that's that stuff like that really interests me um but it, it is tough when you're like, I just want to write songs, but you've got to post like a funny video. And I, I sometimes think that some of this stuff is really cool. Like, I think the key is making engaging content that you enjoy, because if you enjoy making it, then people will enjoy watching it. And you've got to enjoy making it, otherwise you just won't do it. And I think I, I tend to make content that aligns with your strengths as well so like I like the writing side of things and I'm quite creative so to promote goodbye I had the idea of doing fun facts about it um and I did like a five sleeps till goodbye so I did the um the Christmas song 12 days of Christmas so that only five sleeps till goodbye and Amy has will you and like giving them little fun facts so I managed to get my love of songwriting into creating a little rhyme that was um that was to promote goodbye so that I found that content fun rather than oh let me just crop this video to put on and because sometimes it can feel a bit does anyone care is anyone watching it's is it pointless and and I think it it, it can feel like that and I think the key that, that I'm, tr I'm trying to do is is create stuff that I'm passionate about and that I enjoy 
because it will come across and if there's something that you don't want to do like there's a piece you know oh, i've got to do this i've got to do that well just don't do it and i mean the thing i i cropping down the performance videos and stuff but then that's all important but it's not the kind of content that is really really gonna engage people so mm -hmm. maybe inject your time into something that is going to be more engaging I mean, you need the performance videos but oh this is footage of me and open well if you posted that before probably save your time and don't post it again post just for content sake just to put something on maybe um the time that you were going to use doing that put into making a longer piece that's more or not necessarily a longer piece but a more creative piece that is going to require more time but will be engaging so hopefully that and also yeah like booking gigs and festivals and all sorts of stuff like that i mean i did a lot of my booking festivals and that at the end of last year and the beginning of this year i started too late really i started doing it in um in january and i got some replies from people saying that they'd they'd already done it so i'd advise anyone to, to get in as early as possible I think like november december um but yeah but booking that and and sending off a bunch of emails i mean i need to tackle the um contacting playlisters and bloggers and all sort of stuff like that but i guess making sure to make things as easy as possible for people as well that's probably the advice so make sure you attach all of the information that they're going to need like if you're sending songs off to radio stations that don't forget to attach a song because <laughs> because people, the, the person has then got to say can you please send me the song and well that's effort on their head their <laughs> end <laughs> just make it as easy for them as possible to give you the best chance of you know getting on getting your song played on radio and yeah and just being being kind to being kind to people as well like yeah just, just be nice what's your background then amy because obviously if you've only been sort of doing this since last year what what's your background what have you been doing before that well, I I did my GCSEs and A-levels and stuff, um, and then I left sixth form and did that, and I wasn't sure whether to go to university, that I did them in, like, academic subjects. I did um, English literature, ancient history and maths, so nothing to do with music. And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love, I love learning. I just love learning about anything and everything. I love... I love music, I love English, I love writing, I love maths, I love science, I just love everything, history, and and yeah, so I did that, and I wasn't quite sure whether to go to um, to university after doing my A-levels, so I started up my own um, online business, a jewellery jewelry gift business, and yeah, that's that's been going really well, so I've just sort of carried on doing that, and then I've started doing the music as well a bit later on, so yeah. So you must, been... be, you must be good at marketing then if you've been doing your jewellery business as well yeah that has that has helped and, and like I say I've always um I've always loved the idea of business and stuff because I think that's the that's the thing isn't it people like music and with your songs like it is a it's creative but it's a business within terms of marketing mm -hmm. marketing yourself and songs and and yeah but I definitely definitely helped and it's been I like I do like learning about the marketing side of things it's, it's really interesting but just I still struggle I do still struggle with the social media and, and the feeling of like it being pointless but it's not pointless and and it's so lovely when you get these messages and comments from people and and yeah I mean it social media is a wonderful thing it's like to to connect with people and to you know make new friends like I made friends with people that I never would have met you know and, and people on the other side of the world and, and it's wonderful I guess it's just making it work for you 
like as kind of cliche as that sounds but I'm trying to I'm trying to bulk do content and stuff as well so so yeah but so it's sort of saves time and um yeah that's probably it's probably advice I have about that <laughs> you're from a musical family then your family previous musicians or anything no 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 uh, well my brother is my my parents aren't they they say they don't know where where we got it from but um my brother is an incredible pianist he's so good um so yeah he's musically musically talented but not not my parents which is interesting but i don't know i don't know i don't know who he gets it from and, and will your brother be appearing on any of your music then yes yes we've been writing some songs and stuff together which has been super super fun and yeah it's it's very exciting because i've never really like co-written with anyone before and um to be able to co-write with him has been has been really cool i keep telling him i'm like jack with a new with a new billy eilish billy eilish and venus i, I never quite yeah. know how to say his name <laughs> there we go yeah um, i don't know how impressed he is with that but <laughs> well they're amazing but he i don't think i don't think he pays much attention to me when i say that <laughs> he's like yeah come on amy as if <laughs> well i mean it worked for billy eilish didn't it yes yes yeah she's great isn't she wow definitely so and they're like he produced all all her stuff like from his bedroom didn't he which is like her first couple of albums i think it's just amazing yeah that's something that i haven't oh sorry sorry no, no. <laughs> what's your sort of view of the music industry at the moment and how do you sort of see it and... um well everyone that i've met so far has been so nice to me and lovely but i know it's got a bit of a reputation but um yeah locally and stuff everyone everyone's been really nice and I've been to a few events like in London and Essex and because I'm from Suffolk and and everyone's been super nice there too and and I do feel I feel like it's it's tough it's tough it is tough and it's hard to feel like you matter and and I guess when there's so many people out there doing what you do that that's that's hard but everyone has been so so nice to me that I, yeah, I've been surprised by how nice everyone has been, which has been so so nice. And I met so many friends that that I never would have had before. It's really opened up opened up my world. And the thing I found is everyone knows everyone. So mm -hmm. yeah, even even people you think wouldn't know each other or you know they do. So so yeah, that's probably what 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 I've learned about the music industry. I mean, I haven't had any sort of bad experiences so far thank god but i know that people say it's extremely tough and brutal but but yeah i, I, I don't know i haven't experienced that myself thankfully but i know people it's been it's been tough on them i guess getting the thing is as well like artists being paid and stuff i think that's a problem in the in the music industry like a lot of stuff you're expected to do for free and mm -hmm. like in terms of performances and stuff and i think that's um you know, if you had like a magician come and perform at a festival or something, he'd get paid, but a musician or a singer-songwriter might not, you know. I know some people, I know sometimes they do, but I've done some stuff that's been paid and some stuff that hasn't. And well, there might have been bigger audiences at the ones that, that weren't paid. And I think, I think that's something that's tough, tough for being a musician. And it's, yeah, it's hard. It's hard. That, it is. It that. is yeah it, it is a hard industry to establish yourself in but 
you know yeah. you, you've just got to keep going and be consistent with it definitely definitely don't if you really really want this then keep keep going with it keep going if you show that passion and and yeah just just working so hard and I think the I mean I've read in my my personal growth books but um, it's like it's those that that keep going when other people give up you know and and they've said that so many people so many people successful people have said that when they feel like giving up the success happens just afterwards so just keep going and pushing through it and you have to want it enough because because otherwise like I say you know people say it's extremely hard you you have to want it and I was reading in my Karen Brady book actually she said about um running a marathon she was like she she worked extremely hard and she managed to you know build up her business and run in a football club at 23 and she did amazing but she said running a marathon I couldn't do it I'd never do it I'd collapse before I finished the finish line because I didn't care enough about it because I've got Mm -hmm. no bone in my body that wants to run a marathon so I'm not gonna I'm gonna fail you know I'm not gonna do it and I guess she says you have to you have to care enough about about the thing to be able to do it and make a success of it but if you care about it and you keep going and talking to people being nice to everyone and just connecting with your fans and and being being real and stuff just be be you I know it sounds really really cliche but people want to get to know you and and I found that quite strange because like I say I'm quite a shy person I'm like quite self-deprecating as well and it's like well would anyone want to talk to me or know me and and that imposter syndrome I think that is something that a lot of musicians feel that isn't really talked about that much but you know I've heard stories of people who are you know like big big and 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 they've they've said you know they 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 sometimes feel like what what am I doing here like why am you know I don't deserve to be here or everyone you know everyone's thinking why is he here why is she here and and I think I mean I struggle with that a lot and I guess with things like merch and stuff it's like I mean I don't have any merch yet but it's sort of the thing of who who would want merch of me or who would want to sign thing me but but you've got you've got to leave that at the door because people people do you know you've got to believe that you you are worth it because you are and people want to connect with you and they they want to listen to your music and I think yeah that imposter syndrome I struggle with that and I think I don't know if anyone else out there there does but yeah you get to a, a an age in life Amy where eventually you just think I don't care what other people think <laughs> eventually you'll hit that age where you're just like yeah I don't care what the people think <laughs> yeah I definitely care less than I used to which is good because it's what happens to you get older yeah, it's just if you if you look at like elderly people, why do you think a lot of them just say what they mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's because they care less. Definitely, <laughs> just say it as it is. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's true. Yeah. We should we should be honest and say how we feel, shouldn't we? We shouldn't feel bad for being that and 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 to be who you are, like unapologetically. Like you, you only get one life. You know? I'm definitely trying to be more, be more confident and not. Yeah, definitely. Always be a hundred percent authentically you. Yeah, never, never apologize. Always apologize for everything, and yeah, stop apologizing for being here or for being you or for doing what you do. And yeah, no, just always be a hundred percent you. Yeah. Oh, thank you, thank you, Matt. You, 
if you're a hundred percent you, then uh, you can't go wrong. No, no, you can't because there's only one of you. There is very true, yeah, and they always say you're only ever one song away from being able to change your life through your music. Yeah, I love that. It's amazing, amazing. That's the thing. It's like you had, like what I was talking about earlier. Like you, it's fascinating. But you can have nothing. And then you can have this song that has such an effect on someone. I wrote a song, my next single actually is going to be, um, it's called You'll Always Live Forever. And I wrote it in memory of my um, of my grandparents. It's told from the perspective of my mum. She lost her parents when she was young. And it's it's for anyone who's ever lost anyone. And it's, I hope that I've had people like that have said to me, you know, that have been crying for that one. And they've said like, when I hear this song, I think of my mum, I think of that. And they think, oh my God, like that is the power of music, you know. You, can change people's lives and you can help help people i just think it's amazing music has a good way and i've said this before and quite a few times on different podcast episodes that music has a great way no matter how you're feeling or what you're going through in life yeah of being able to elevate you yeah definitely so whenever can you def- feel you're in a bit of a lull in life mm-hmm. music always has a way yeah definitely definitely really like whether you're feeling this songs for being happy this songs for feeling sad this songs and there's so many like Spotify playlists now isn't there for like I uh, yeah I watched a video the other day and um, someone was talking about how there's playlists for your songs for your pets when your pets are stressed and there's there's songs for every mood and and thing in your life but definitely we all have our songs don't we our favorite favorite what's your favorite song oh my my favorite song my has to be all well, <laughs> yeah, love that song. The ten minute version. <laughs> which which one? The te- all too well by Taylor Swift. The ten minute version. She right. Okay. Yeah. So she did a five minute one just that was on the normal album, and then when she re released the album, we got the ten minute version that she always talked about, and fans were like, "I want to see us in this ten minute one." That and then she she released it as well with the with the new re release and. Yeah, this was a couple of years ago, actually. And, um, yeah, it's amazing. Like, lyrically, it's just incredible, like, the metaphors and, and the song. It just That's the song that's just touched so many people. And, yeah, what's wonder... your favourite song, Matt? Oh, sorry. Oh, I've got loads. But, you see, I'm, I'm a bit old-fashioned, you see. I quite like ABBA. I like Bee Gees. Oh, I love ABBA. Mamma yeah. Mia. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, you know, it's... <laughs> many good ones meatloaf mm-hmm. i mean i'm a bit old school if you know what i mean yeah that's really I mean, cool growing up in sort of early 80s and 90s there's i was still very much more of the older music yeah yeah you can't that classic kind of songwriter like extraordinary songwriters like Joni mitchell bob dylan or people like that it's and the way it's the lyrics as well that get me it's just incredible and I think that really the the way they craft their songs and there's about a hundred chord changes in the songs and just incredible writers and yeah I guess that's what we're all, all aiming aiming to achieve that that level of greatness that they do it's so inspiring and the song they're just timeless aren't they like these songs that yes. could be written years ago that still have an effect on people now and and you just still listen to like 20 30 years later or whatever that that stay with people through their lives and the the rest amy more than 30 yeah 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 even longer (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah right though 
they are sort of like timeless ones. Definitely, yeah. They just. I wonder what it is about those songs that makes them so timeless that they can connect with people across different generations, different you know, different decades and different gen- like young, old. You know, those songs that that just connect with people. Mm. Well, there was a, um, a producer who worked with big established artists and it was called Pete Waterman and he always said if you want to write a hit song you have to write a song that you can imagine a postal worker whistling on their morning round oh wow because obviously if if you've got a postal worker that's whistling it on the morning round you know you're on to a good thing because obviously they're remembering it yeah that's good that's really great advice thank you for that Matt it's definitely because it's it needs to be singable I think as well that helps yeah (laughs) easy to sing so that people can sing it back yeah yeah that helps yeah yeah like yeah not with like ridiculous notes in or do you know what I mean and um yeah it, it needs everyone you know male female to, to just be able to sing along to the song easily that's what that's what i think that's what makes a good song i mean sometimes i think i make sometimes i'm like i struggle to sing my songs i'm like okay this is a bit you know how other people get well i don't struggle to sing them but there are some songs i'm like is this a bit hard what other people do you know what i mean like sometimes mm-hmm. yeah to make the melodies accessible i think i i did a songwriting course and they said about the best songs on the you know the popular songs uh taken within like a five note melody range like they don't tend to go i think that was a little bit um constricted but the the point was that this the simpler the better i think and like you said for the poster work to remember it and stuff and to just be to be whistling it along if it was super complicated they wouldn't have remembered it so it's got to be simple to be catchy if you think about it though all the hits are always using the basic four chords aren't they yeah they are they are yeah so it's not rocket science no it's not i think that's what's so great about <laughs> that's what's so great about songwriting like anyone anyone can can do it i think and even if you think you know anyone can give it a go and it's the four songs piano or guitar and you don't even have to play an instrument to be able to write melodies and lyrics so you can just sing the melodies and i think there are a lot of um I think the people that write the melodies and lyrics over the top of tracks are like top liners. And there are Mm -hmm. so many successful songwriters that don't even play an instrument. So anyone out there, if you don't play an instrument, don't worry. You can still can still write songs and come up with tunes. And and there are um, lots of backing tracks online, I think, that that you can use to sort of get inspiration or to sing along, sing along to. And yeah. And if people that do, you know it is helpful to to play an instrument but like you say there are only a lot of songs you only need four chords sometimes you don't even need that many but a lot of the chords are the same and you can strum a few chords or play a few chords on piano and you've got yourself a song that could you know same chords as an Ed Sheeran song or a Taylor Swift song like they've used those four chords to create a fantastic song so so you can do it too And, and they're not that hard some of the and over on guitar and stuff like the four chords like C J minor F that are in basically most pop songs, um, they you know um, they're, they're not that they're not too difficult. There's a sort of cheap version of an F you can do, so it's not as hard as the bar chord F on guitar. But yeah, definitely grab yourself an instrument and um, 
yeah, you you be writing be writing songs like like Taylor and Ed and all those others soon. They, the chords you don't need to learn super fancy super fancy chords or be a particularly great instrumentalist. It's it helps to sing as well to um to sing your melodies, play some chords and sing melodies over. And I think um, like my brother, he when he um when he writes stuff like with we started co-writing together recently and um, he tends to he doesn't tend he doesn't like singing so but it's he's like it helps to hum along even if you're not a singer it does to write songs it really helps to um oh this is just talking for songwriters not singer songwriters um it really does help to sort of hum or sing along sing along a melody you don't have to be a good singer to to be able to write songs as well I think that's something that people might I don't know if people struggle with that, but yeah. So do you play the piano and guitar or is it just the piano that you do? Yeah, yeah, I play piano, piano and guitar. I really enjoy both of them. I think different songs suit different instruments better. Like there are some songs that um, like Goodbye. I mean, I like playing Goodbye and guitar as well and piano, but but yeah, some songs I think that that's sitting on a stage the single spotlight on the piano, like Taylor Swift's performance of All Too Well at the Grammys, oh my goodness, just on the piano, like that just stripped back piano performances. Wow, amazing, amazing. I also think it'd be super cool to have a band too. There's nothing to stop you doing that as well. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. I think that's probably next steps as well to, to get people together and have a band. I think that'd be really cool. So if, you could, if you could co-write with any artist other than Taylor... Who would you co-write with and why? Ooh. Ooh, that's tough. I think I'd like to write with Maisie Peters because um, I love her songs. I think she's brilliant. And she is such an extraordinary lyric writer, in my opinion. Like, she's amazing. And her songs are just super, super catchy as well. And, and I think because we you know her songs are like her songs are quite similar to songs that topics and that that I write about and I think that it would be really really cool to work with someone who has similar kind of audience and and their songs are for like targeted at the same people and just yeah I, I love her I think she's incredible at writing lyrics uh, that's an interesting one yeah <laughs> And where can people find you online then, Amy? Um, you can find me online on, I have an Instagram, at, which is at Amy Allard Music, and also a TikTok as well, which is at Amy Allard Music, and also a Facebook, which is Amy Allard Music. <laughs> and um, I have a YouTube channel as well, which is, um, drum roll, Amy Allard Music. <laughs> <laughs> At least you keep it consistent. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> And also, after tomorrow, I have a Spotify page and an Apple Music page, which will just be Amy Allard. My name's spelled A-M-Y and then A-L-L-A-R-D. So, yeah, I, I can't, I'm sorry, because I've tried looking on my Spotify pages, but I don't think it's gone live yet because my song's not live. But when it does, mm -hmm. I'm going to be taking a, I think I'll take a picture of it and frame it or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's mad to have my music on the same platform as all of these as Taylor. Yeah, as Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and Taylor and all these amazing artists. It's just, it's a dream come true. I just can't believe it. Are you on threads? Oh, yes. 
Yes, I am. I haven't used it that much, though. What do you think of it? I prefer it than Twitter. Oh, I, I like, see. I like the fact that there's no DM function. Yeah. There's no trending or anything like that. It's literally a very stripped-back version of Twitter, and I like that. Yes. It's simple, isn't it, and easy to use. And so far, there's uh, no toxicity on it. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I haven't really looked on that much. I need to. Not very good from the marketing perspective. Don't don't be like me. Don't be like me, everyone. <laughs> Make sure you're on friends too. <laughs> well, what's your thoughts of it? Um, well, I haven't been. I mean, I created an account. I put a couple of posts up, but I think it's it seems much like user friendly and stuff. I'm I don't really know the point of it yet. Um, I, I'm not sure. It's, it feels like there must be more to it because it seems a little bit simple like i don't do you know what i mean i feel like i'm missing something but i'm not sure if i am but i don't know i, I think this is just a tug of war between elon musk and uh yeah sucks i agree i, agree. <laughs> I don't know i don't know if it'll last i'm not sure what use it has for like musicians at the moment as well because and i guess so much of like humans love pictures right we love images so there's i mean you can put images on there but i and I felt like it was a bit of like, for, it was a space for shorter conversations rather than super long messages. So, I mean, I don't have a Twitter, so maybe that's why I don't, I'm struggling. Uh, you see, with, with Twitter, you had what, about 100, was it 140 characters or something? How many is this one? Oh, about 500 and something. Oh, okay. Oh, so it is a bit longer. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure what I think of it yet. And I'm not sure how it fits in like i mean i'm not sure how i can use it and i don't know how people can use it as well like, i guess it's just another to... platform for you to have to worry about isn't it it is it is <laughs> another platform another one I was, I was sort of hoping that it wouldn't be popular so i wouldn't have to worry about it <laughs> oh it's going to be popular yeah i think there's, there's about 140 million users on it so far yeah yeah and that's not even included in the eu that's no. excluded but oh wow! People on it. Yeah, no, I need to I need to get on that then. <laughs> You're gonna have to be on it. I know. I'm gonna have to start every, posting it. You got an account. Every thought, every thought you had will be on threads. Sorry. Every thought you have will be on threads. Yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it will just be pulled out of my head on the thread, on a piece of just plucked out of my head. Like that literally makes no sense. I don't even know what I'm scared. <laughs> Uh, someone like fishing in my um fishing in my head i sometimes i swear i've described in my songs you know thoughts being like getting tangled up and and mm -hmm. sorts so yeah so threads it is isn't it it's like your thoughts are threads and you just pluck them out and yeah pretty uh, much yeah how about that <laughs> <laughs> so, i don't mind i quite like it it's good it's all right. Yeah. Oh, I'm Is glad it... that I'm glad you're liking it. Because before I had unsigned chat. Yeah. I had a platform called Music Hour UK, and it was a Twitter hour. Oh, so every hour, every week, everyone would come on and promote the music using the hashtag Music Hour UK. Yeah, oh, that's brilliant. Uh, yeah, I think. Of... Go on. 
Oh no, I was just going to say thank you so much for like for the work that you do, you know, to help promote unsigned artists and for talking to them, for playing people's songs and podcasts. And you're welcome. It's, yeah, it's so it's so lovely that you just thank you so much, like for for the work that you do to help to help unsigned artists and unsigned artists because it it can be tough sometimes and to have you know platforms like this and people like yourself doing it it's it helps so much and it's really amazing and you give your time to help to help people like me it's it's yeah it's incredible thank you thank you there's uh, there's other good platforms out there as well that uh, supports new music yeah yeah it's, it's it's so wonderful that there are people like yourself out there doing that and wanting to help I, I really appreciate it. I'm sure other people do as well. Yeah, thank you so much. You're welcome. Yeah. But, uh, so have you got any gigs or anything that you're going to be playing at that people can get tickets for and attend? And... Um, I'm doing a gig on Saturday, which is a bit of a surprise one. I'm not sure. Is there a place called Cuppa in Felixstowe um, in Suffolk, which is a little like coffee shop. It's mine and my... Um, one of my friend music friends was like, "Oh, I'm playing here. Did you want to come along too and and um, and play?" And so I'm really looking forward to playing there because I think um, Hugh Metcalf is from London. I think he runs a like a promotions company, and he's um he's going to be there. He's organising it, so that's really exciting. And um, yeah, I'm doing a few few other things as well. I just played at um, Ipswich Music Day, which was which was really I that was an amazing day. I had like there was there was thousands of people there and, and I was opening on the BBC Suffolk stage and I'm just so grateful that I got that opportunity. It really was amazing and, and all um my friends and family came along and it was honestly it was it it was my best my best gig I've ever done. It was to it was so surreal like to to stand in, in that stage and, and to perform to all of those people, especially, you know, me being me and being shy. I never ever in a million years thought I could could do that but that was an amazing that was amazing. you don't come across as someone that's shy do you know what i think no I th <laughs> no i think it's funny because um when i go like i've done a couple of radio interviews and stuff and they're like you don't sound like that in real life amy <laughs> i think <laughs> i think i don't know i think I don't, I don't know they're like oh, you sound you sound a bit posh I'm like oh okay like I've, I think I don't know I'm not sure I think there's something about like you feel not the, the seriousness of it but as you sort of go into like you want to be professional and you know like but in real life I'm a bit of a like you know <laughs> uh, I see putting on a posh voice here <laughs> well no <laughs> I'm not putting on a posh voice I just feel like People say that I talk posher when I go on the radio, when I do like podcasts and stuff. I don't know what it is. It's like, uh, I don't know. You just... I don't, do you I use more slang normally or something? Or? No, no. I don't use much slang at all. I, I think sometimes, I mean, I do it like... I, I'm sometimes a, bit, sometimes a bit giggly and like when I perform myself I'm a bit giggly but I think I've been a bit giggly on here anyway so I don't know what... <laughs> I don't know what they were uh, what they were thinking. But yeah, I don't know. It's weird because I I am shy. I'm very shy. I mean, I'm definitely more confident now than than I was. But but yeah, it's funny. It's really funny. I know. I'm a few yeah, a couple of years ago, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have done this. But because I I mean, I would, would have loved to. I would have loved to, but I'd have been too scared. Yeah, the thought of talking 
and to you know to have people listening as well and worrying about people judging and screwing up and me screwing up and do you know what I mean it's yeah see that's why with with this podcast it's I, I like to think of it it's different than other podcasts because we don't have any set questions and it's basically just an informal chat yeah yeah it's and, it's you know what I mean and so it's you never kind of know where the conversation's going to go or whatever yeah. but it, it's just more fun that way I always think definitely definitely it's been so fun chatting to you Matt I've really yeah and your questions are brilliant if you like yeah there's just not, if you're not like if they're not planned like that that's so cool <laughs> I guess it does um it, it makes sense like it's nicer to have just to, to have a chat isn't it and just rather than having the oh we've got to get through this this many <laughs> questions exactly exactly but yeah it's just more fun that way yeah well, I find it that way anyway definitely definitely agree i think you've got you've definitely got a winning formula here well doing something yeah how long have you been doing doing the unsigned chat for uh so unsigned chat officially started in 2017 Mm -hmm. and it was because that's what kind of molded from music hour uk to unsigned chat and then the podcast came a bit later I see. But had a year off last year from the podcast. Oh, I see. So I took a break from it and then it's now back again. Oh, that's brilliant. That's so cool. Are you a musician yourself? No. I I can play the keyboard and I always joke with people that I can play the triangle. (laughs) Why are you laughing, Amy? (laughs) The triangle, no, the triangle is a great instrument. It, it was in the music box at school, so it's definitely an instrument. And yeah, it doesn't so, take much skill, though, does it? No, but it definitely adds value to the to a musical piece if someone's pinging a triangle. <laughs> it's a bit like a tambourino, isn't it? Or like a, I suppose you sort of. No, they're, they're more use. Maybe. I don't know. I suppose you have to have a bit of rhythm if you're like banging the tambourine and shaking it. Mind you, you have to have a bit of, you know, if you just tap the triangle in a you know, in a place and it clashing with the other piece of no. what was going on. With the triangle, you could never clash. It's one of those mm. unclashable instruments. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> but no, um, I've learned how to play the keyboard by watching YouTube videos. Wow, that's brilliant. That's so cool. So I can play some Lady Gaga stuff and um, some Avril Lavigne stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're great, aren't they? Yeah. Both of those artists. Wow. But if, if when you actually break it down of how they play them, they're very simple. Yes. They're yeah, not they are, overly complicated. They? No. I guess that's the thing for like people looking to get into song songwriting and nothing. I never believed I was musically talented, and and I still don't believe that I necessarily am. I think that it was never. I I just I just felt like I wasn't I wasn't good enough, and and I I mean, there's some really musically talented ones at school, and I mean maybe it's because I just didn't explore it very much because I was you know like I liked that I probably was better at the academic stuff and. And I just, yeah, but 
I, I never, I don't believe that, that that I was had this musical gift. I just don't think I do. And I think that's anyone can do this. Anyone can make music and write their own songs. You just need to work hard and put the effort in and, and learn the right tools. Like there's a lot, like you say, like you can learn um, so much online, like YouTube and with your keyboard lessons and stuff. And I think that, that yeah, it's definitely more accessible now, which which is fantastic because so many people can, even if you feel like, you can't do it then then you can you know you can do it it's you don't have to be like Mozart <laughs> or or you know you don't have to be an in- incredible musician or feel like you have to you have to be super gifted to be able to write amazing songs I mean like we said the most pop songs have got like the same four chords so and they're quite simple so it's definitely accessible for people if if they anyone out there if you if you want to try want to try making your own music writing your own songs definitely give it a go because you don't have to you don't have to have this you know god-given talent for for it i mean we have the innate musical ability anyway i think don't we as humans i'm sure i've read that before like people we just love music and that's just yeah human yeah and i think that everyone everyone's musical in in their own in their own way and you can definitely write something well, songs. I'm amazing at the triangle. <laughs> you can write you can write a hit <laughs> with that, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> I don't think it'd be much a hit. <laughs> mm. I Maybe we'd have to change it. You can write good songs with all instruments apart from the triangle. <laughs> that might be the one. <laughs> no, I still believe the triangle has its place. It has a purpose. It does. And I think yeah. it's for people that want to learn about timing. Yes. Yeah. Otherwise, it's a pretty useless instrument. I'm just hearing it now. The little <laughs> ding. Nah, See what I, mean? I don't think a useless instrument. <laughs> but you could maybe do a little like. Mm, you could have someone holding the triangle, and then you could have like another person using like with like having two sort of drumsticks or whatever, and. And um, not the drumsticks, but the thing that you bang a triangle with, and then like using it as a drum, maybe and you'd have like all these little chiming noises, like like a wind chime, you know. I look that forward be... to you having that on your next uh, single, then, Amy. <laughs> I've dug myself <laughs> into a hole now, haven't I? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Amy's next oh. single will be uh, featuring a triangle. Yeah, definitely. Especially That's what you're going to say to your producer, isn't it? Yeah, a triangle. That's what, that, that's what that bit's missing there. Triangle. Oh what? <laughs> It'd be like, guys, oh, like being back at school. Yeah, yeah. In fact, to be fair, I think that's the only time I've ever seen a triangle is at school. You never see them anywhere else. No, no, you don't. Can you even buy them? School. I'm not Was sure. it just an educational thing? I'm not sure. I'm sure you probably can buy them, but. You're right, I've like when I've gone into like music world and music shops, you can never see a triangle. Do you know what, Amy? I'm gonna to have to Google it now. You've got me curious. <laughs> oh, dear. Triangle of sadness, triangle calculator. Oh, that's not the one, is it? <laughs> Surely you can get one on eBay. Oh, Amazon, one, so. a musical instrument triangle, £1.99 on Amazon. £1.99? 
You're getting one, aren't you? I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, that, that, that would add a whole new depth to my songs. <laughs> Definitely. Triangle percussion instrument consisting of a steel rod bent into a triangle with one corner left open. Well, how about that? One ninety nine. You can't go wrong. Can't for that price. I, good off too, haven't you? Just in case. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. Wow, one pound ninety nine for a triangle. I know you're going to get one too now, aren't you, Matt? That was meant to be a secret. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, to be fair, I could probably make one. <laughs> oh, Doesn't look that dear. difficult. I wonder if you. you can... need... Oh, sorry. What were you saying? I was going to say, all you need is a steel rod and then bend it into the shape of a triangle. Yeah. No, that would be quite. Yeah, that wouldn't be too hard, would it? I wonder if they sound like if you pay more. So if you've got one for like five ninety nine or ten ninety nine. Yeah. <laughs> if the quality of the steel rod would be better, therefore the sound would be better. I d I don't know. If they would like a more expensive one would sound better. We'll have to try. You can you buy the cheap one, I'll buy a bit more a bit dearer one, then we can compare. Is this gonna be like is this gonna be like a YouTube video unboxing? <laughs> <laughs> if you pay a one pound ninety nine triangle, this is the sound you get. Ding. <laughs> if you buy five if you pay five ninety nine for a triangle, you get this. Ding. <laughs> What's the verdict? Wow. Is it worth it? Paying more. We'll have to find we've got to test this. £1.99 for a triangle. No wonder they had so many at school. <laughs> <laughs> and they have the pianos. The other thing they always wanted you to play as well was the recorder. That was another blub and awful sound. Yeah, my mum used to play that. I, didn't, I, didn't... I, I was I never might... a fan of it. No. I used to be able to play the violin though. Did you? I did. Yeah, I've always wanted to be able to play Now, that. a violin is good... When you can play it, mm, when you're I know learning you to play, it's an awful sound. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You have to be able to play it well, don't you, for it to sound? Yes. Pleasant. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I've yeah. always there's something about like an orchestra, isn't there, in the swelling of the instruments and to be like a different, completely different style of music than like singer songwriter and stuff. But there's something about about those up that uplifting kind of orchestral music that's gives you goosebumps mm -hmm. you know yeah definitely especially when they get to that just that end bit where they then get the triangle ding <laughs> just to finish it off <laughs> go out with a bang not so much a bang more like a whimper <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine if you paid like lots of money to go and see like big orchestra play and then at the end it's just a little little triangle ding yeah. <laughs> wow. at least you'd probably know it was the end then maybe if well, it would help with clapping maybe Be like, have you ever yeah. watched Blackadder Goes Forth no I haven't I've heard of it though because on the opening credits there's like a military band performing and then one mm -hmm. of the characters at the end plays the triangle it's just like a ding <laughs> that's a good idea and then everyone knows it's finished how then... to ruin a good song <laughs> I think, get your yeah. £1.99 triangle out and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh 
Uh, Last question for you, Amy. Mm -hmm. If you're going to have a dinner party and you can invite anybody you want, dead or alive, they don't have to be from a musical industry, who would you invite and why? You could have five people. Oh, well, one would be Taylor Swift because she's my idol. Obviously. Looked up head to of the her. table. The age of, yeah, head of the table, yeah. <laughs> oh, that is such... Oh, what a question. I've actually, I haven't actually even thought about this before. But it's really, I bring back um I bring back my grandparents to life. Um sure there's that's two people, my mum's parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I would say it's gotta be the legend Karen Brady. <laughs> so I love her book and I just think she's Now is she gonna be a Swifty? Oh I don't know. I think so. I think so. She's such a girl boss, I love her. <laughs> I could imagine, right, she would come in straight-faced like she's on The Apprentice. <laughs> and then Taylor Swift starts singing, then all of a sudden, Karen breaks some moves. Uh, yes, definitely. <laughs> definitely. She's quite different in real life, I think, to what she's like on The Apprentice. I think she's like... Because I don't know if you if you watch it or the Your Fired show after as well. Like when she's on that, she's very she's very different, which is which is cool. So I can definitely see her being a dancer. Definitely. Who else? Oh my goodness. Karen Brady always says some quite funny stuff. She has some quite quick witty one liners that she comes out with on uh, The Apprentice. She is. She does. She's savage, isn't she? But in a funny way. Absolutely. Who else? Who else? Oh, there's that one empty seat at the table. Who's coming? I don't know. This is a. I've got to think of some answers <laughs> in case I ever get asked this again. <laughs> this is appalling. Right. Let's, it's not. I feel like this is weird, but I feel like someone like Albert Einstein. I think that would be. Ooh. Yeah, I think that would be. Now would he actually. be a Swifty? Yes, definitely. Definitely. I just to chat with someone like that who's so so intelligent and just to the way that his brain would work, I think he would be fascinating to to talk to. And I probably yeah, I don't know if I'd be able to understand half of what he was going on about, but I think it would be very of you interesting. Would. <laughs> yeah, I feel like maybe the Queen as well. I think she Ooh. would be. Yeah. No, is she going to be a Swifty? Yeah, definitely. I know Prince William's a Swifty and Kate Middleton as well. He'll have got tickets. He won't have oh, been no. queuing on Ticketmaster no, to get his won't. tickets. He won't have been. No, definitely not. He'll know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he'll probably be like, hey, Taylor, can I have some tickets? She'll be like, yes, which which shows did you like? You can have as many as you want. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine yeah. him saying to... Uh, Kate, did you manage to get those tickets today? Honestly, it was, yeah. I had, like, the the, the laptops and phones, because my brother had a pre-sale code too, and I had a pre-sale code. Um, we had our laptops up, and, I mean, in the past, when we were buying tickets, you um, you, we would call it up on different devices, but because you had to have a code, you could only have it up on one device. But in the past, mm-hmm. like, on the general side, you could have it, you know, have it up on to try and get in first like but it worked randomly this time so but it was still like a military operation with the seat plan next to us the the um computers up the the map 
the credit card poised like everything <laughs> was set up to be as efficient and quick as possible. They're the trying to make it harder though, aren't they? So then it tries to combat people then getting tickets to resell them on the uh, uh, reselling sites. That's why they're slightly making it harder. Which I can see why they're doing it. But yeah. it makes it harder for the loyal fans that actually want to go and see. Definitely. I don't I don't know why they don't just do it where you can buy a ticket, but you have to have your photo on it. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. And then only the that. person that can attend, it's the person that's on the ticket. Well, I think what they're doing on some of them, I'm not it's a bit unclear what's, what it is with Taylor's, but I think that um the lead booker, so the person who books the tickets has to go or has yes. to yeah, be yeah. there. I know Ed did that and I think I mean, I didn't think Taylor's was, but now I think it is. And people bought tickets not realising that it was. But it's, there are still there are still these scalpers out there on um, on eBay and like um, what's the other one? The something hub or something? One of the is it StubHub or something? It's yes, called. that's it. There are tickets listed, and there are so many scams going on on Facebook. So if anyone's trying to get tickets, watch out for them on the Facebook group. So like, I'm selling these tickets, and then. Um, there was one lady like, oh, how much are they? They're like £750 and people were like they're just ripping the fans off it's so unfair I still don't think they solved the issue of people being ripped off and, and people have said in the Facebook groups don't buy tickets from these people they are scammers so it's tough I don't, I don't know what the answer is it's to try and regulate maybe, it maybe the answer is that there's no advanced ticket sales you have to buy them on the day at the venue <laughs> that could you imagine seventy thousand people turning up all wanting a ticket at the same time just charging for the that would solve the problem though wouldn't it yeah it would i mean, I mean oh sorry carry on no so i could imagine there'd be a few arguments but yes it would and solve the problem a few three bashed in faces from elbows probably there's elbowing people out the way <laughs> gosh yeah. Sounds like many many a concert I've been to that. <laughs> yeah, we're standing at, uh, at at Taylor's one, which um, I've still I've been to her concerts before and stood, but the problem is, is like if you need the toilet, then you lose your place of where you are, <laughs> and you've got to like stand for like six hours or something if you want to get a good spot. So, yeah. I went to see I went to see Avril in Cardiff back in what two thousand and seven two thousand and eight I think it was yeah and it was brutal was it I mean, we were standing and we were like right at the front of the oh, wow. and yeah I mean everybody's like trying to get in front of you and nudging you out the way and it's like nah ah oh, did you stay where you were yes good whereabouts I... oh sorry. Go on, sorry. Whereabouts are you based? Like, whereabouts are you? Like, are you, did you say, are you night near Cardiff then? Because you, you said something about up where I am or something, but I can't I can't quite work out where your accent is from. I think that's a compliment, that. <laughs> so, I've, I've heard um, it. I recognise the accent, but I don't know what part of the UK it is, you know? So, from uh, Derbyshire. Oh, okay. Up north. <laughs> us northerners <laughs> yes yeah it's, yeah now you said it, it's like it's a northern accent yeah i was like no it's not it's definitely not scottish not i don't not welsh not irish so yeah should have probably just worked that out by process of elimination 
Fair enough. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think of it down south? Southerners. Yeah. <laughs> I love London. Yeah, it's wonderful, isn't it? I love London. I have been to Brighton a few times. I've been to yeah. Eastbourne a few times. Uh, been to Dover. Cool. You know what they say about Dover and uh, Eastbourne, don't you? No. Dover's for the continent, Eastbourne's for the incontinent. <laughs> I went to Eastbourne once. Went yeah, it was good. We stayed in a caravan. We went to Brighton as well, which was cool. <laughs> Brighton's an amazing place. Yeah, it is, isn't it? It's so vibrant and just anything goes. It's it is. It's, it is. They were giving away um, free Galaxy chocolate bars on the, on the front when we went, and it was very cool. We kept going back to get more. <laughs> is that why you liked it, just for the chocolate bars? <laughs> I've seen a pattern no. for you here. <laughs> What's the pattern? We only liked it because there was free chocolate bars. <laughs> but we no, kept going back for. Yeah. <laughs> no, Brighton was Brighton was really wonderful. I'd like to go there because I went when I was I was younger, so I'd like to go there again because everyone talks about how lovely it is, and I do remember it, but not not that well. So I would definitely like to go there again. I mean, they have they have a really good music scene down there, don't they? And they art, do. Brighton, scene. Brighton. There was a little pub, and it was called the Mucky Duck. Mm-hmm. in Brighton yeah and it was amazing and I remember going in and there was live music playing it's a very very small pub but there was live music playing and then at closing time everyone just piles onto the street but the but the musicians still going they just take the music outside and still play really <laughs> I oh, mean this, this is going this is going back you know a long time now but it was just such yeah. a vibrant place and then you'd have like people opening the windows and they'd be blasting their music out and people's like just partying in the street oh my goodness <laughs> wild oh that sounds so cool that's brilliant <laughs> brian was always one of them places where you could even have people drinking outside and there was still no trouble mm. yeah unlike a lot of places but no yeah. brighton is a great place he's born yeah. It was all right. Yeah. But it's very nice. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed that holiday, going in caravans and stuff. You enjoyed the chocolate, Amy. You enjoyed the chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they were nice chocolate bars. They were in my galaxy. (laughs) I'm not fooled by it all. It's the chocolate. That's what made the holiday. I was younger, so yes, that was the highlight of the trip. (laughs) Three chocolate bars. Not bad. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> it was well, well maybe. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a great music scene down south. Yeah. Devon's yeah, meant to have a good one as well. I've never experienced it personally, but they all say that Devon's got quite a good music scene. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've never been there either. It sounds wonderful, though. It looks wonderful as well. Because there's quite a few artists that seem to come from Devon. Yeah. And then they seem to hone their craft a bit in Devon and then go on into like London, get gigs in London once they've... Yeah. I mean, I suppose it's such a pretty place that it's, you know, conducive to cre- creative writing and creativity and it makes you feel Absolutely. inspired. Definitely. I went to, um, I went to Athens a 
a couple of months ago and oh it was I just thought it was so wonderful I, I absolutely loved it there we I went for a city break for a few days and and I felt like went to the Acropolis at the top and like it's supposed to be like the goddess Athena and you were like up in the sky like with the gods like it was up high obviously and and it just I just it sounds really funny but I just felt like my soul had been cleansed like my creative like you get why all these artists and poets and all these people they go off to these beautiful places and it just helps you I guess that's advice I'd give to people if you're feeling a bit stuck creatively or writer's block like to maybe go somewhere even if it's just sitting in the park or to change your scenery you know and I came home from Athens and I I felt like my soul had been cleansed and I, was, I started writing some really good songs and had some really good ideas and I mean maybe it was because I took a break from it for a few days because I wasn't constantly songwriting trying to you know get push out push on and and get ideas and maybe it was that break that helped me sort of regenerate but I really felt like um yeah it was I wrote some good songs after that because it's to be in these beautiful places it's inspiring and like I say you don't have to go abroad or anything you can like there's some really lovely places in the UK and, and even like I say like in the park or just changing the scenery and I went on the songwriting course I did they they talked about that they said just changing your energy if you've been sitting down in your room writing a song and, and it's not working or you've got writer's block get out of the room go up go to the toilet make a cup of tea or whatever change change your energy and, and change where you are and I think that helps go somewhere pretty and I'm sure there there are lots of pretty I mean there I mean I'm in Suffolk and there's lots of pretty places that you can go and and that aren't too far and, and they don't cost anything apart you know apart from petrol to get there or walking or whatever but definitely go somewhere that's you know serene or or, or pretty but yeah that really helps to sort of feel fresh perspective on things I guess. I think it's important to take some time for yourself yeah so you've got to have that sort of balance haven't you between working on your music but also having you know a day or two to yourself to kind of yeah. recalibrate them i agree I, I probably i don't think i do that enough i'm trying to work hard constantly and it's and it's yeah i i think you're right i think definitely don't burn out and 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 to make sure you take time for you because when you're being creative and when you're writing and other things you're you're pouring you're taking stuff out of you like it takes energy to to write songs and you're you're getting that out of you so you've got to put the stuff back in like you've got to go and sit down and watch the films or go and sit down and chill out and listen to other people's music or whatever to recharge to so you've got material so you've got stuff in there because if you're constantly creating you're constantly pouring stuff out of you instead of injecting like some of that back in if you know mm -hmm. what i mean so um definitely take time out take time out for you just for your mental health and stuff because it, it can get overwhelming and you can get stuck in a rut and definitely i've struggled with with that you just think you have to be pushing the whole time but but in the long run it's it's not really you've got to think your life ahead of you so yeah. there's no point no point working so hard now that you end up burning out and then no and i feel like i write better songs if i've had, if I've had a couple of days break I, like i said when i went away it was it was much better and then even having a day or two, two or whatever writing writing better songs definitely well amy it's been absolutely <laughs> fantastic chatting with you oh thank you so much um, i've so enjoyed well, chatting to you matt it's been brilliant thank you so yeah, much for having me well, that's all we have time for this week's episode. A big thank you to Amy for joining us on this podcast. A big thank you also to you, the listeners, for tuning in. Join us next week where we'll be chatting to another great artist. Until then, have a great week. <laughs>